the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Nancy got a haircut. That's right. Nancy Pelosi got her hair done in a salon yesterday out in San Francisco. The big surprise for me, uh, first of all, is that uh, it's not her real hair. I thought that was a wig, but apparently she does have actual hair that needs to be done, and she got it done in a salon which is against the stupid rules in California. Believe it or not, you are only allowed to get your hair done or cut, I guess, if you're a guy outside in California because if people were to go inside during this pandemic, as you know, uh, to get a haircut, thousands of people would die. So a security camera has pictures of Nancy walking around in the salon with some kind of a robe on and wet hair. And uh, are you ready for this? No mask. That's right. She was defying death and possibly committing murder by being inside and getting her hair washed and blow-dried. Nancy, of course, did the right thing. She owned up to it. She said, well, you got me. I apologize. Well, actually, she didn't do that. She blamed the owner, of course, of the salon. This is what someone from her staff said in an official statement. It's, quote, the speaker always wears a mask and complies with local COVID requirements. This business offered for the speaker to come in on monday and told her they were allowed by the city to have one customer at a time in the business the speaker complied with the rules as presented to her by this establishment now you notice there she says that um she always wears a mask unfortunately for nancy that she wasn't wearing one in that uh, in that picture that they got of her on the security camera that uh, statement was from drew hamill nancy's deputy chief of staff and salon and uh, barbershop owners have been loud and clear about how much they hate uh, Gavin Newsom's lockdown orders out there. Rory Cox is a guy, he owns a gym, and he was actually one of the uh, organizers of a protest to get the government, uh, the governor to reopen small businesses. And this is what he said. This is a quote. It just feels classist, to be honest. It's like, oh, you're a politician, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a tech person. And you get to continue on your merry way and live your lives the way you want to live it. Meanwhile, the rest of us are shut out. President Trump was happy to point out that uh, uh, Nancy's a hypocrite. And Nancy continues to be a living, breathing advertisement for term limits. And meanwhile, we do have some breaking news. This just broke in the last five minutes, I think. That I, I don't know when the press conference was. But Nancy did hold a press conference out there in San Francisco, and this is what she said. I take responsibility for trusting the word of a neighborhood salon I've been to over the years many times, and when they said we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time, I trusted her. I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. So Nancy is saying that she was set up, that they got her in there, gave her, uh, got her, let her get her hair done, and then knew that the security camera was going to catch her in there getting her hair done inside, which is against the law and, and again, risking the lives of thousands of people. And now she's saying that she was set up and she's blaming someone else. Oh, she beautiful. Anyway, uh, we should uh, probably be expecting more protests tonight around the country, meanwhile. And unfortunately, most people who see and hear about these protests think that it's still a reaction to the killing of George Floyd. And I guess now the shooting of uh, Blake Jacob. But when we come back, we're going to have someone here to tell you that these riots have been planned for a long, long time. The people involved were just waiting for an excuse. Stick around. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, 
Journey to Egypt and Beyond, as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com surroundpittsburgh.com connecting you with new customers we're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days windows or us pittsburgh is no different this is john steigerwald when it comes to working around your home windows or us remains committed to the safety of you and your family for roofs gutters and downspouts siding and of course windows windows or us pittsburgh can answer the call with over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the markets returning to pre-coronavirus levels, unemployment rate shifting, and the upcoming election, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text money to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text the word money to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text money to 411411 so you can grow your capital now with Vantage Point. Don't wait. Text money to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I've known for a while that uh, Black Lives Matter is a, uh, a Marxist organization, even though most Democrats and all the major sports leagues are seem to be happy to ignore that. Uh, most people may believe that the riots and looting that we've seen for the last three months were uh, spontaneous uh, reactions to the George Floyd incident, and I guess now the uh, Jacob Blake, but but that's not the case. Mike Gonzalez is the author of Plot to Change America, How Identity Politics is Dividing the Land of the Free. He's also a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation. He joins us now. Thanks for coming on again, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, John, uh, a big hi to you, a big hi to you, all your listeners. And, uh, yeah, another way you presented it is just about right. <laughs> so you, you have a piece up at the City Journal today, at City Journal today, explaining how this is not spontaneous at all and actually has been in the works for a while. Can you explain that? Yeah, I mean, doing research for this was pretty hard because uh, the newspapers covered it up so well. 
but if you look hard enough and if you're able to extrapolate from what the journalists are saying, it is very obvious that Black Lives Matter, the organization, right, not, not the concept, the organization right. itself, or, or the movement for Black Lives, which is another organization, two very Marxist organizations which make outlandish demands. Uh, uh, these are very two big groups in, in, when you say Black Lives Matter. They were, uh, they've been very busy for the last uh, few years, for the last seven years, uh, building up uh, a, a use of social media to, to, to uh, you know, create protests out of which grow riots. Uh, and and to and to, uh, and and to curate every everything that can be turned into a point of grievance. Uh, it, so so they they have been key to the protests. They have been they're, so, they're, they're the protest organizers. And then if you look at the background of their founders, you mm-hmm. find that indeed, as they as they themselves say, they are trained Marxists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about that and and. Um but this so it's basically they are uh they were well prepared for an incident like the George Floyd incident to happen and they just have to wait for the right time to strike is that basically what you're saying yeah i mean uh, it, they they had a very powerful video right uh mr uh mr floyd just suffered for nearly 9 minutes it was very obvious to everyone there was a lot of real outrage out, out there, then they, but they were able to channel it into protests, and then they were very organized. You know, I, in my piece, I quote the LA Times, uh, they, they, one of the organizers of Black Lives Matter in Los Angeles, saying, you know, we knew where to go. We went to the rich neighborhoods. We wanted to, to really, uh, you know, mess up with their lives. Um, and and uh, in, in, in fact... There's a reason why they're so well organized. You know, Patrice Coulors, for example, one of the main founders of Black Lives Matter, the woman who came up with the concept, she was trained by a former member of the Weather Underground. And she trained there for 10 years. Black Lives Matter itself, the organization, until July, was financially supported by Thousand Currents, a, 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 you know, a, 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 a funder of the hard left, which sits, you know, has on its board, very high on its board as vice chair, Susan Rosenberg, who, who served, you know, many years in prison until Clinton uh, commuted her sentence in his last day in office um, for, for having, you know, a lot of weaponry and, 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 and bullets in her car, uh, basically for domestic terrorism. And so there's so there's a, there's a long-standing formula that goes back a long time uh, for taking advantage of moments like what we've had here with the Floyd incident and now the Jacob Blake incident, um, and it's 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 deeply rooted in uh, communism. And every Marxism is a nice way of saying communism, but it's that's what it is, right? And no, it is, and no, it's completely communist. But 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 it's not right. just them. Right? Even the the so-called anti-racism trainers. Like Robin DiAngelo, uh, you know, and, and even Hicks Kennedy, uh, and, and Howard Ross, they all say that they don't like capitalism. That they they they, they spurn capitalism. Capitalism is, is is racist to them. It's the obvious. It's complete falsehood. Uh, and the whole thing, this stoking of grievances, is cataloging and curating grievances, is a a really an attempt, a cultural Marxist attempt to change America from within, as I detail in my book, The Plot to Change America, How Identity Politics is Dividing the Land of the Free, I called it The Plot to Change America for that reason, not because there are meetings in basements in, in Brooklyn, New York, or Cambridge, Massachusetts, or Madison, Wisconsin, every Thursday night, but because the, the, the organizers and the activists and the ideologues are all acting on this premise that, that you feel groups, members of groups with grievances, you tell them the country systemically, structurally, and institutionally racist in order to change the institutions and structures in the system. Yeah, and uh, so are, are there like Black Lives Matter franchises spread all over the country? All over the world. The reason yeah. why something that happened in Minneapolis caused mayhem in the streets of London and Paris is because they have chapters all over the world, not just all over the country. And so there, it's um, it's. I mean, everybody knows it's well organized, but is part of their 
part of the plan to appear not well organized and to to appear, uh, <laughs> to, I guess you can call it working in the shadows because, I mean, they're not actually out there. You don't see you don't see uh, anybody show up in a suit and say, you know, hi, I'm I'm here to represent Black Lives Matter. It's just it's just kind of there, and you don't see anybody other than there. Well, no, you have you, you riots and protests. You look behind the curtain, and it's all there, by the way. Your listeners can go and research this, spend you know, hours looking for, for this, <laughs> and they can find it. They also don't hide themselves, John. They, they say, if you look at what they say, if you transcribe what, you know, they, 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 the debates they have, the talks they have, the things they say, they say they want to completely change the country. These are the founders of Black Lives Matter, that they want to completely transform America, that they want to go to a system where nobody gets left behind, where we find different ways of re- redistributing uh, resources. Um, and as, as I said, Patrice Colors said we're trained Marxists, referring to her and Misha Garza. Um, they, 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 don't, they don't really, they're very proud of what they do. You know, um, they, 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 the woman who wrote the foreword for Patrice Colors' book, uh, When They Call You a Terrorist, is Angela Davis. Angela Davis is a mentor to, mm-hmm. to Patrice Colors and Alicia Garza. Uh, Angela Davis is a communist who goes to universities today and says, I am now and have always been a communist, and students rise up and cheer her because they, they have no idea what that means because nobody taught them. Yeah, um, and how have the Marxists invaded corporations? You talk about that in your piece and I'm sure in your book, too. Well, I mean, the, uh, as I already mentioned, uh, Robin D'Angelo, Robin right. D'Angelo um, is a, one of these, they call themselves anti-racism uh, trainers, but they're not anti-racism. Mm-hmm. They, they say the most racist things in the world. Like, for example, uh, they, they, they pretend uh, that, uh, that hard work and punctuality and uh, delayed gratification are white things. Like, you know, they, you can't, I, I can't think of, of, a, of a worse thing to say to an, a non a white child, the hard work and the use of reason are white traits. This is something that we should have definitely moved on from. This is what they're saying. What they are is critical theory uh, uh, trainers. Uh, in the case of Robin D'Angelo, you know, she she had a conference call with 184 members of Congress in July. 184 members of the House sat there and spoke to her. Yeah. Uh, a woman who says, no, I want to get rid of capitalism. Capitalism, by the way, is a word that sounds abstract. All it means is that you have a possession, and you want to sell it to me, and we both agree on a price, and then we, we exchange the price, we exchange the money, we exchange the good, and we both walk away happy. It's freedom, in other words. It's just another word for freedom. And are the Democrats aware that they're enabling an organization that wants to overthrow the United States? I mean, you talk about them sitting there and listening to... Uh, people who are espousing this stuff, or, or are they just useful idiots? Uh, you know, who are who have been or are being duped. Well, I, I don't get into party politics. All I try to do is open the eyes of the people, our leaders of both parties, and say, look, these are people who expressly want to change our constitutional order. And by our constitutional order, I just don't mean the the the, the big C and uh, seventeen eighty seven document. But I mean, the small C way of the way we order our lives in America, you know, the Aristotelian sense of constitution, the constitution of the country as, as it is ordered. They want to change that. They think it's sinful and they think it's ugly and they think it's bad. So, so this American dream that has attracted a million immigrants in the last 150 years or less, that still has a very long line of people out the door waiting to come in. This is what they want to change. Well, um, you know, the Democrats are trying to blame all the um, all the riots and uh, all the uh, violence on uh, President Trump. But it seems to me that this organization, not not communism, but the Black Lives Matter, uh, this organization grew up while Obama was president and, and began in the early days of the Obama presidency. Yeah, they, so it, it, it emerges during the Trayvon Martin uh, killing, and I believe it was 2013, and that's when the phrase, uh, when, when Patricia Lewis first comes up with the phrase, and her and Alicia Garza and Opal Panetti 
uh, cobble around. They're very savvy in the use of social media. They get it out, and then they they, they eventually, uh, you know, create the organization to find very leftist uh, funding for it. Uh, I believe that that it is it, it, they created formally and legally in 2015. So it has been around for a very long time. Yes, I mean not a long time, but it's been around for seven years. And, and what's the labor slash community strategy center that uh, you describe that, that in your yeah. book? That sounds like a nice organization. Yeah, well, that was created by Eric Mann, uh, yeah. another per- member of the, the Weather Underground. Maybe I don't know how old your listeners might be. I, I guess of all ages, some of the younger ones will not remember the, the Weather Underground. The, I one, the Weather Underground, <laughs> so do I. Was <laughs> an organization in the sixties and seventies that yeah. was a, 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 a communist. They wanted to bring world communism. It mm-hmm. was declared a, a domestic terrorist organization by the FBI. Um, and uh, so there's, there's a lot of former weathermen around Black Lives Matter. As I said, well, Eric Mann, a former weatherman, uh, is, is the man who created this, this labor community strategy center in Los Angeles where Patrice Coulouris worked and trained for 10 years. And I'm very open, you know, he's very open about what he wants, what he wants to do. He still, they, 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 the weather underground, the weathermen, wanted to use uh, violent means to bring about world revolution. I think they, they have abandoned violent means. A lot of them ended up in prison. Uh, Eric Mann himself spent 18 months in prison, uh, as you tell in the piece that I wrote for City Journal. Um, and, uh, and, and, and they're now training peacefully how to take over the institutions, how to take over the country, how to change the country. Uh, he calls his country the most uh, tyrannical country on earth. I don't know if he's visited any other country. I, I, how can you say that? Yeah. I have myself. I used to be a foreign correspondent. I've lived at least a year in seven other countries. How, how on earth do you call them the United States the most tyrannical country on earth? We're talking to Mike Gonzalez. He's a senior uh, fellow at the Heritage Foundation, also author of Plot to Change America, How Identity Politics is Dividing the Land of the Free. In your research into these people, I only have a couple minutes left here, but in your in your um, research into this, do you, what do you think that these people are, are uh, what's going through their minds when they see Black Lives Matter written on uh, an NBA court for a national TV audience and the NFL planning to oh, do the same thing? Oh, they know this is their moment. They're poised for big change. They're telling anybody who will listen that they will use the twin tragedies of 2020 the death, the killing of, 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 of George Floyd and the pandemic to change the country. And I think anybody from the, the, the old style left to the center to the conservative end of the spectrum, if they don't wake up and realize what is afoot here, we're going to have our leaders, not just our political leaders, but our cultural leaders, our media leaders, desperate to show good intention in, in buying into these things. And in 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 doing all these things, Jack Dorsey of Twitter just gave ten million ten million dollars with no strings attached to one of these trainers, Ibram X. Kendi. This is a lot of money for him to do a lot of damage with Kendi. Uh, this is why I wrote my book. I want I wrote my book to plot to change America to 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 create awareness of all this. And uh, I only have about forty seconds left. How do we, aside from making people aware, I mean, this needs to be stopped. How do we do it? I know you can't do that in 30 seconds, but if you can try. <laughs> no, you're going to have to tell me over again, John. Uh, it's tough. It's tough, but it's not. It's doable, right? Uh, Americans don't like coercion. Americans Americans are more attached to freedom than any other people on earth. They, they're going to react to this. If they open their eyes and see what is being done, uh, you know, they, they will not allow our leaders to 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 pass policies that we will be, we will be regretting for decades. Hey, Mike, I really appreciate you being on. Uh, have you on again? Thanks. Well, anytime, Tom. Okay, Mike that. Gonzalez, Plot to Change America: How Identity Politics Is Dividing the Land of the Free. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. As thunderstorms threatened, President Trump sped through a VJ Day speech during a visit to Wilmington, North Carolina. The president trumpeted American strength and 
appeared before a World War II-era battleship to declare the port city of Wilmington a World War II heritage city. He honored war veterans, including 97-year-old Herschel Williams, the sole surviving Marine from the war to receive the Medal of Honor. The federal budget deficit is projected to hit a record $3.3 trillion as huge government expenditures to fight the coronavirus and to prop up the economy have added more than $2 trillion to the federal ledger. United Airlines says it plans to furlough 16,370 employees in October. That's down from an earlier target of 36,000. On Wall Street, the Dow picked up 454 points today. The Nasdaq ahead 116. This is SRN News. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. everything you want it to be. Everything. As long as what you want is a road to ride your motorcycle on. Progressive Motorcycle also presents basic policies starting at $75 a year. Progressive Motorcycle for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy is not available in all states. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bed on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast. Or your money back. Dennis Prager sees a violent equation in America. Combination of the lockdown and leftism must lead to violence. That's an equation that is as sure as E equals MC squared, and it might be even more certain than that. Since many equations in physics undergo some degree of metamorphosis, this one doesn't. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250, The Answer. This is Colin McNichol from the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy. The coronavirus pandemic has altered public life as we've known it. The question remains if policies implemented by our leaders were responsible or reckless. There can be little question that policymakers' inconsistencies have created unnecessary economic hardship and confusion. That does not bode well for the future. Learn more at AlleghenyInstitute.org, celebrating 25 years of challenging conventional public policy wisdom. You are in the middle of nowhere. No one knows where you are. And it's going to stay that way. On September 18th, don't miss Infidel, the new heart-pounding political thriller inspired by true events. Infidel tells the story of one man's incredible journey of faith and survival after being kidnapped in the Middle East and his wife's courage to never give up on him. When his country abandoned him, his freedom became her mission. Starring Jim Caviezel. See Infidel only in theater September 18th. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing. Family owned and operated since 1939. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Traffic jammed up right now on area highways. Parkway West inbound. This is from 19 to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway West outbound near 79. A disabled vehicle. Look like uh, it is moved off to the side, but it has you backed up to Rossland Farms Road. Then we have the Parkway East inbound jammed up from Stanwick Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Megan Novelli. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Mostly cloudy, humid this afternoon with a heavy thunderstorm, high 80. Following an evening thunderstorm in spots, cloudy and humid, tonight's low 67. Sunshine and clouds for Thursday with a thunderstorm. High tomorrow, 79. Thursday night, low 63. 
Less humid with sun and clouds on Friday with a high 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, your buddy Joe's at it again, Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I, I mentioned her yesterday. I still haven't seen it enough. Maybe I don't watch enough uh, TV or read enough. I think I do quite a bit of that, but I haven't heard enough ridicule over what he did the other day when he came here to, uh, was that uh, Monday? He came here to uh, read from a teleprompter. And that's all he does. He got on a plane in Delaware and flew to Pittsburgh, and it was advertised as Joe Biden is going to Pittsburgh to deliver a speech. Now, what that what that usually means is that he's coming here to speak in front of a group of people who would hear him hear his speech, and then in some cases. After a speech like that, you would expect him to talk to the media. Well, what he did was get on a plane in Delaware, get off it in Pittsburgh, take a limo to Hazelwood, go into a building, read from a teleprompter, get in his limo, get in his plane, and go back home. It's one of the most ridiculous things ever done in the history of politics, and I, I just don't think it's getting nearly enough ridicule. But I, but I covered that yesterday. So it's easy to find things to make fun of Joe about. Here's a, I want to play a, a quick clip here. This is from, I don't know what it's from, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's speaking about um, COVID-19, and uh, he's, he's working with a teleprompter, and somehow he said this. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. Think about it. Mike, can we play that again? Because it wasn't quite clear to me what he said there. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. <laughs> think about it. Seriously. Now, uh, that's well, that was from some something that he was doing yesterday. Now, here's, here's well, something that's really funny. Um, now, as you may know, I worked in TV for a long time, and I made a living reading from a teleprompter. And I actually also I teach uh, a course at uh, Waynesburg University in helping kids learn how to be on TV and write and read for television, and write for a teleprompter, and how to come across as natural as you can reading from a teleprompter. And they, you know, they practice it. That's part of the deal. And it's, it, you know, it, it takes a little while to get used to it. Joe Biden's been doing it forever. Okay. Now, when you are working in TV, you run into people. Uh, at least I did, and everybody knows about this. There are there are certain people who develop teleprompter itis. They get so fixated on making sure they don't make any mistakes and reading the teleprompter that they get locked in. And you could you could write something in there, something full of obscenities and they would just and when they came to it they would just keep reading it without even knowing what they're reading and it's kind of a funny thing it's actually if if you wanted to you could you could target some people working in television uh and if you worked at a tv station you could really make some news anchors look bad by just grabbing the script without them knowing it and changing a couple of lines and you know where they come across something and, and it says and i am a total idiot and they would just they would read that as though it was supposed to be and then many times they would just say and also i'm a total idiot and they'd go on to the next thing and uh and the the audience would hear that and they would be in shock and the guy reading it or the woman reading it wouldn't even know they did it because they're so fixated on the teleprompter so you know uh, if you're going to be president of the united states and you are going to uh, be giving a lot of speeches, um, and um, most of the time you're going to be using a teleprompter, you need to be a little bit better than Joe Biden is. Now, I want you to listen to this, and what happens is uh, he's reading some kind of a statement or answering a question, doing something, and it's obviously on a teleprompter, but someone had written at the top of the page in the script that shows up in the teleprompter some kind of a notation which Joe reads with with feeling as if he's saying something that's actually important uh, i'll let you listen to it and then i'll explain to it uh, explain it to you and then you can hear it again go ahead mike play it what's the president doing 
But look, Venezuela's top line message is President Trump's policy is an abject failure. Now, it, there's some, let me hear it one more time, Mike. Can you hear he says something about Venezuela's line messages or something? What's the president doing? But look, Venezuela's top line message is President Trump's policy is an abject failure. So he's saying, what's the president doing? And somehow there's something on the teleprompter that says Venezuela top line messages. And he reads it with feeling as if it's actually something that means something. It's uh, it's just gibberish to anybody who's listening. Uh, let's listen to it one more time. He says, uh, he says, what's the president doing? And then he reads the line that's not supposed to be in there. But what I like about it is he reads it as though... It's not a mistake, but as I want to make sure I read this and show how much I really care about what I'm saying, I'm going to be very sincere when I read this absolutely meaningless line that shouldn't be in here. Listen. What's the president doing? Look, Venezuela's top line message is President Trump's policy is an abject failure. What's the president doing? He drops that line in there and he goes right on to President uh, Trump's uh, agenda or whatever he said. Policy is an abject failure. And he did it with feeling. This guy has still has two months to go before the election. And if, you know, I, I, I don't even want to think about the, the horror of having him be president. And worse than that, Kamala Harris being um, uh, vice president. But if he's president, we're going to be in for some serious entertainment when this guy goes out and tries to answer questions. Uh, I, I don't even know what the Democrats are thinking. What, what do they think this guy's going to be like if he's. Uh, at a news conference, press conference, and he's having questions fired at him. Not that anybody in the most of the media will ask him any tough questions, but every question will be tough to him because he, he won't know what day it is. And, um, and that, we're talking now about him, uh, you know, what is it, four months from now, five months from now, when he's inaugurated in January. Um, we're talk- What about two years from now when he's uh, – I think he's going to be 80. I think he's going to be almost 78 when, when he's inaugurated if he wins. He's going to be pushing 80 years old two years into his term, and he's already a babbling idiot. So if you can stand it, you know, the only maybe the only consolation will be, if he does get elected, is that he's going to be very entertaining, and it'll be, uh, it'll be pathetic. Uh, and they may, they may actually, like in the middle of a press conference, you may, he may be like in mid-sentence, and someone will come out and put their arm around his shoulder and just kind of take him off the stage, he'll never be seen again. That's, I mean, I can see that actually happening, because he, he'll be out there speaking gibberish, and somebody will have to come out and rescue him and take him away. Come on, Joe, we're going to take you to a really nice, quiet place, and you're going to play with blocks for a while, because you're done. Who knows? Uh, but, you know, that would be the only thing to hope for if he gets elected. Of course, then Kamala Harris will be president. So... Um, so that's enough of that. But I, you know, we just uh, finished talking to Mike Gonzalez, who wrote the book about uh, how the uh, people are out trying to uh, take over America, Marxists. And I don't know if you saw this yet, but this is a new one uh, came out today. A new D.C. committee recommended renaming, removing, or contextualizing more than fifty different government-owned spaces in the city. This is after studying the. Uh, the history of racism and oppression behind these people, behind the name, excuse me, behind the namesakes. The group is known as D.C. Faces, and it was commissioned by the mayor, okay? This is not some wild group that just came out of nowhere. The mayor, Muriel Bowser, uh, it began with a meeting in July and identified figures like Thomas Jefferson, Francis Scott Key, Ben Franklin, and George Washington as problematic candidates for public works dedications. So... The Washington Monument, okay? That's problematic. Now, they got a lot of uh, criticism from uh, a lot of conservatives and, and the, the White House also. And then uh, last night, the mayor, um, she removed recommendations related to the eight federal sites from the end of the report. That was linked on the city's website. So she removed, I guess, you know, the Jefferson Memorial, the Washington Monument, and who knows what else that was on there. She, uh, she asked the committee to clarify and refine their recommendations to focus on local D.C. That's according to the spokesperson, LaToya Foster, uh, in an email to the Washington Post. Now, here's, here, are, uh, some of the, uh, here are the places that are recommended uh, for contextualizing, contextualizing and not removing. So 
Uh, the, the recommendation for the federal mo- monuments is not for removing, but it is for contextualizing. So I guess what they're saying is we can't remove the George, uh, the, the Washington Monument because it's federal property, but that doesn't mean we can't rename it and we can't decide that it's going to be called something else. Like how about the, uh, I don't know, the, um, the Jacob Blake Monument. Maybe it could become that. Uh, they could change it to that. But uh, this is, these are some of the people, local people in Washington that are uh, in danger of being canceled. Alexander Graham Bell. Robert Brent, that's uh, uh, the Alexander Graham Bell's Bell Multicultural High School. Uh, Robert Brent is Brent Elementary School. I have no, I don't know who Robert Brent is. Jaheel Brooks, Brooklyn Middle School. James Monroe, the Bruce Monroe Elementary School. James Birney, uh, Academy somewhere down there. Charles William Elliott, the Elliott High Middle School. Also, Thomas Jefferson, uh, that would be the Jefferson Middle School. Francis Scott Key, he's got to go, Key Elementary School. Zachary Taylor, that's the Ludlow Taylor Elementary School. Uh, Some others here. Uh, Benjamin Stoddard, Stoddard Elementary. Strong John Thompson, Thompson Elementary. John Tyler, you know, Tyler, what's that, Tippy Canoe and Tyler too, he's out. Uh, John Peter Van Ness. Joseph Rodham West, don't know that, Rodman West. Woodrow Wilson, he's out. Uh, and uh, those are the only ones that uh, really stuck out at me. But but um, they would want to change the names of these places. Now, if you are going to change the name of the Washington Monument um, because you're canceling out George Washington because he owned slaves and doing the same thing to the Jefferson Memorial because he owned slaves, if you're going to change the name of the Washington Monument, what happens to where I'm sitting right now? Um I'm sitting in a place known as Washington County. I live just a mile or two away from Washington Road. Um, and um, I think there's a state out west called Washington. If, if, and we're going we gonna to start canceling all that? Um, there's, and, and I went to Washington School in Mount Lebanon for kindergarten. And there's Jefferson School there. I know that. And there's also an Andrew Mellon. I don't know if he's – I haven't heard him be being canceled recently, but there's a Mellon Junior High in Mount Lebanon. Um, so uh, what happens to Washington County? Well, if, if, like, if the right person gets elected – actually, the wrong person, but if a, if a idiotic liberal Democrat would get elected to Washington County who agrees with this in, insanity, why wouldn't they um, – Change the name of Washington County and Washington Road. We can't have Washington Road, which is Route 19, by the way. So uh, this is a this is a summary, executive summary of its finding. This is what they said: We started this process by listening to residents. A vast majority of people we heard from agreed that the district should take action on public namesakes that are inconsistent with our D.C. values. Of course, <laughs> they're inconsistent with the D.C. values in 2020. You know, if these guys uh, were out there now promoting slavery and uh, they, they decided to name a school after him while he was still promoting slavery, you can understand that. But he was these people, not just Washington, but Jefferson, all of them, they were born into slave ownership. And it was a well-accepted uh, um, thing in, back then, 250 years ago, 400 years ago. It was, it, was, it was everywhere. It was all over the world. And it was ended here in the United States. But it says here, 21 different public and charter schools in D.C. were identified for renaming, including Woodrow Wilson High. I gave you that list. A school that's been at the center of renaming discussion. Nine residential buildings, 12 parks and playgrounds, seven government buildings were also flagged. The working group lists eight different statues and memorials for relocation, removal, or contextualization, including the Albert Pike statue that was recently torn down by protesters and the Jefferson Memorial. This is this is what they're talking about. In Washington D.C., there are people, and the mayor of Washington D.C. is the one who encouraged them to do this, and they've come out, and now they're claiming that people in Washington are all for it. Yeah, we got to get rid of this Washington stuff. They live in Washington, District of Columbia. Columbia is from Columbus, Washington. I'm pretty sure it's named after George. So. Why do you even start with these buildings? You got to start with changing the name of the place where you live, don't you?
What's the, what, who cares what the names of the buildings are if you live in a place called Washington? What's the matter if somebody's school's named Washington? It's, it's total and complete insanity, and it's not being laughed off the stage as far as I know. It should be. It should be ridiculed forever what they're doing, and you have to watch if you do that because if you do, you know what? You're a racist. I'll be right back. ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. This is not time for spiritual awakening. I need to be the man that God made me to be. One Nation Under God, the inspiring new movie so relevant to our times that it's a topic being discussed in this week's news. Our founding fathers placed God in the center of our nation. Shouldn't he have a place in our school system and in the government? Starring Kevin Sorbo, Antonio Sabato Jr., and football great Herschel Walker. We can do anything with faith. We can accomplish anything with faith. One Nation Under God, winner of 35 film festivals. God is still here, and God will always be here. From the producers of God's Not Dead, One Nation Under God. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase and use promo code MOVIE for 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code MOVIE. Worried about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Steigerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company-matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and I'm very excited to tell you about the book that finally tells the inside story of Obamagate. It's called Above the Law, and it's written by my good friend Matthew Whitaker, the former acting U.S. Attorney General. We all know that the deep state has been out to destroy President Trump since before he was elected. Now in this new book, Above the Law, Matt lays out the inside story of how James Comey at the FBI and top officials at the Justice Department helped fabricate the fake Russian conspiracy with the participation of Barack Obama. You'll read how Mueller and his henchmen created a corrupt report for the sole purpose of political subversion, despite the fact that there was zero evidence of Russian collusion. You want the truth about Obamagate? Matthew Whitaker has written a book. It's called Above the Law. Order it today from Amazon or wherever books are sold. Above the Law by my friend Matt Whitaker. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, there's a woman named uh, Ina Roney. 
what's her first name here? Um, that would be Sarah Iannarone, and she is uh, going to be in a runoff for the mayor of um, Portland with the guy who's there now, Wheeler. And this is a quote from her. To those who say Antifa are violent thugs, I am not a violent thug, and I am Antifa. I am Antifa because the Red Hats are coming after brown and black people, after Jews, after queer and trans people, and more. They are coming after our democracy. That's how far it's going. This woman has been able to get enough votes to force a runoff, and she admits to being part of Antifa. That's where we are. Then there's this. Uh, The NBA. uh, Well, first of all, I should tell you this. The, The NFL has just said that they're going to join other sports leagues in putting social justice messages on the playing field this season. This is going to cost them viewers uh, big time. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said in a conference call this afternoon that the league will stencil end racism, and it takes all of us in the end zones at each stadium this fall. The NFL stands with the black community, the players, uh, clubs, and fans confronting systemic racism. We will not relent in our work. Now, Again, it's, these are slogans that no decent person would ever, ever disagree with. But they, by putting them in the end zone of the stadium, they are getting in people's faces with a movement that a lot of people think is uh, misguided. And that people who watch a football game, they don't want any slogans of any kind. They don't want give me liberty or give me death in the end zone. They don't want any. They want to see the logo of their team in the end zone and maybe, you know, the word Pittsburgh in the end zone. They don't want to see this stuff. But the NFL is going to jump right in. So here's a, a little message for the NBA, or by the NFL. The NBA ratings uh, are way down. Uh, they are the, the least watched playoffs in five years. And according to the show, uh, show buzz, uh, the league has lost 28% in the 18 to 49 age bracket. And the NFL, the NBA ratings are in the toilet. And they think it's for, they think it's because of the COVID-19. Wrong. People are inside the house are more likely to watch TV. It ain't working. Just play basketball and shut up. I'll talk to you tomorrow. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.